0: This podcast is brought to you by CreatorRank.com, our brand new fantasy football website where you, the fan, can create your own set of customized player rankings. We have a great team putting out content every day in the form of articles, videos, podcasts, and more. We also offer a 20-minute one-on-one chat with our site experts completely free for the 2019 season. For more, follow us on Twitter at Creatorank and check us out on Facebook as well as YouTube. Welcome, welcome to the Creator Dynasty Podcast. Right. Where chasing championships never ends. This fantasy football podcast is brought to you by CreatorRank.com. Follow us on Twitter at CreatorRank and find us on Facebook and YouTube. The road to glory begins now as we discuss draft strategy, trade advice, and player evaluation to help you create a dynasty. Yes, it's a dynasty. up, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Create a Dynasty Podcast. I'm FF Big Cat here to take you through uh, this week's news and notes, prospects of the week. We'll review um, some dynasty ads and drops. We'll preview some of the college football matchups coming up for this coming weekend, and then we'll take a look at a prospect of the week, as always. But first, let's get into the news and notes. All right, two big. Uh, Headlines to look at for today, the first LaShawn McCoy gets cut by the Buffalo Bills, immediately heads over to Kansas City and go play for the Chiefs and Andy Reid. This is big uh, for dynasty owners who own Damian Williams or who own Darwin Thompson. I think this hurts Damian Williams more than it hurts Darwin Thompson's uh, future. Andy Reid's come out and said that he sees LaShawn McCoy and Damian Williams as co-starters right now, so that can't be good for the Damian Williams truthers who have been drafting him in the second and third round of startups. If you can, I I think at this point you have to hold LaShawn McCoy and you have to hold Damian Williams and and get what you get out of him for this season. And the second big headline actually happened this morning on the 4th of September. Ezekiel Elliott ends his holdout and signs a six-year $90 million extension, so in total his next He's tied to the Cowboys for two seasons and then six more, so eight total, and it'll be over $100 million in those eight years. An incredible contract for a running back. You don't see it very much in the NFL today. Over $50 million guaranteed. I'm happy for Zeke. The Cowboys needed that for their team and the way they were built. But this is going to drive question marks for Amari Cooper and Dak Prescott. They just uh, extended and re-signed Jalen Smith. They just extended and re-signed Lael Collins, their right tackle. So they're they're throwing money around. And I'm curious to see who's going to be the, the essentially the odd man out between Amari Cooper and Dak Prescott. Zeke is expected to play. I was just listening to NFL Network, expected to play 20 to 25 snaps this weekend. So I, I would feel comfortable playing Ezekiel Elliott this week in my fantasy football lineups. All right, this past weekend was cut down day. So we saw a lot, a lot of names get cut, a lot of ads by different teams. So I want to highlight four players that I think you should be adding to your dynasty rosters either on your taxi squads or at the end of your bench. The first player is Divino Zigbo. He was cut by the New Orleans Saints, but he immediately picked up by the Jacksonville Jaguars. I think Divino Zigbo is more talented than Rykel Armstead. The NFL draft did not say that because Zigbo went undrafted, but it says something when they immediately grab that running back and sign him to be on the 53-man roster. So Divino Zigbo, with Leonard Fournette's health, I think is somebody who could produce for you this year in fantasy football. Jordan Scarlett was the big winner of Carolina Panthers camp. Ends up being listed as the second running back on the depth chart uh, with Reggie Bonifon. So I want to highlight both of those guys. I think once CMC gets rolling, if there's a chance that he goes down, you want a piece of that offense and a piece of that Christian McCaffrey roll. And taking a shot at either Jordan Scarlett or Reggie Bonifon is a good idea um, for some high upside later on in the season. And the last player I want to highlight is Damian Willis for Cincinnati. With A.J. Green being out, um, he's not going to be on IR, which means the Bengals will expect him to return before week eight. Damian Willis is expected to step in and be the X-wide receiver for the Cincinnati Bengals in the meantime. So I expect this to be a boost for Tyler Boyd, but go get Damian Willis and see what he can do because he might end up being an eventual A.J. Green replacement in the long term. All right, and let's get into the uh, upcoming weekend for college football. Last weekend we talked about Wisconsin at USF. Talked about Oregon against Auburn. We talked about Northwestern against Stanford. Uh, the biggest one of that was Auburn coming down last second, uh, ended up throwing a touchdown pass from five star Bone to up and coming wide receiver Seth Williams for the game winning touchdown. And this weekend we have good matchups. The first one I will look at is Cincinnati at number five Ohio State. Ohio State's a sixteen point favorite. Last week Cincinnati beat UCLA twenty four to fourteen, and Ohio State beat. Florida Atlantic, 45-21. For Ohio State, they feature Justin Fields, sophomore 6'3", 223-pound quarterback and running back J.K. Dobbins. He's a junior, 5'10", 217 pounds. Cincinnati's big name is Michael Warren the second. He's a junior, 5'11", 222 pounds. Ohio State is electric. Justin Fields is electric. J.K. Dobbins is electric. But there's something about Cincinnati and Luke Fickle being the head coach up there that I think this could be a lot closer game than that 16-point line. I'll still take Ohio State at home. But this one should be a good football game. <laughs> the next game I want to preview is number 21, Syracuse, traveling to two-point favorite Maryland. Last weekend, Maryland beat Howard 79-0 in Syracuse, uh, won 24-0 over Liberty. For Syracuse, they feature running back Mo Neal. He's a senior, five eleven, 195 pounds. And last week, he was a, a dual-threat type running back with 14 carries for 89 yards and a touchdown, as well as three catches for 54 yards. And over on the Maryland side, they have Virginia Tech transfer quarterback Josh Jackson. He's a junior, six foot two, two hundred and eighteen pounds. And running back Anthony McFarland, he's a sophomore five foot nine, one hundred and ninety-eight pounds, and he rushed for over a thousand yards in 2018. Jackson last week was 15 for 24 for 245 yards and four touchdowns in their win over Howard. I know Syracuse is the ranked team in this one, being 21st in the country, but I really think Maryland can pull this out. And the line kind of points to that, being a minus two point favorite. I'll take Maryland by a touchdown. <laughs> Next game I want to highlight is number 12 Texas AM traveling to number one Clemson, where Clemson sits at a 17 and a and a half point favorite. Last week, Texas AM beat Texas State 41 to 7, and Clemson rooted Georgia 52 to 14. Clemson rolls out the usual suspects. Trevor Lawrence, sophomore 6'6, 220 pounds. Quarterback Travis Etienne. He's a junior, five foot ten, two hundred and ten pound running back. T. Higgins, junior, 6'4", 215-pound receiver. Justin Ross, sophomore, 6'4", 205-pound receiver. All of those Clemson guys are big-time players who I expect to be highly drafted in real football as well as fantasy football. Last week, Trevor Lawrence looked shaky, uh, posting a 13-for-23, 168-yard line, one touchdown, two interceptions. Uh, Travis Etienne really carried the team, 12 carries for 205 yards and three touchdowns. T. Higgins led the team in receiving with four catches for 98 yards. So I expect these guys to bounce back. This will be a much bigger environment than playing Georgia Tech. This will be a much uh, more national-scale type game for Clemson, and they always seem to play better in those type of games. And for Texas A&M, their headliner is Kellen Mond. He's a quarterback, six foot three, two 217 pounds. The junior in their win over Texas State last week went 19 for 27, 194 yards passing, three touchdowns and one interception. Jimbo Fisher, the head coach over there at Texas A&M, is supposed to be really good with these quarterbacks and quarterback whisperers. It appears that Kellen Mond is starting to turn the corner and become that quarterback. Um, so I'm excited to see what he and the Texas A&M Aggies can do as they go into Death Valley, with all that being said, I still think Clemson's the best team in college football, and I expect that 17.5-point line to probably be a little low. I'll take Clemson by three touchdowns in this one. And the last game I want to highlight is number 6, LSU, traveling to number 9, Texas. LSU is a six-point favorite currently. Last week, LSU was a 55-3 winner over Georgia Southern, and Texas was a 45-14 winner over Louisiana Tech. LSU is pretty good football team. This year they're focusing on Joe Burrow, senior quarterback, 6'4, 216 pounds. They got dynamic freshman running back John Emery Jr., he's six foot 203 pounds. And their best wide receiver is Justin Jefferson, 6'3, 192 pound player for Texas. Sam Ellinger, the quarterback, he's a junior, 6'3, 230 pounds. Their running back's Keontae Ingram, he's a sophomore, foot 220 pounds. And the receiving corps is led by Colin Johnson. He spurned the NFL draft last year. Probably would have been a mid-round pick last season. Decided to come back to Texas. The senior is 6'6", 220 pounds. Last week, Burrow and the Tigers. Burrow posted a 23-for-27 line for 278 yards and five touchdowns. Throwing to Justin Jefferson five times for 87 yards and a touchdown. Meanwhile, Texas and Sam Ellinger, he posted 28-for-38, 276 yards passing and four TDs. Keontae Ingram, their running back, ran 11 times for 78 yards and a touchdown. This game will be at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Saturday on ABC. Like I said last week with Auburn-Oregon, if you can only watch one game, this is the one you want to watch. Dial in LSU-Texas. I think that this will be a three-point game, um, despite LSU being a six-point favorite. But ultimately, I'll take the LSU Tigers in the win. All right, and the big-time performers for last week, we'll take a look at uh, one at each position. So quarterback, running back, wide receiver, and tight ends. These might not be the highest statistical games, but they're more along the lines of the players that the teams couldn't have won without. And you guys will see that as I go forward and give you guys some examples. So first of all, the quarterback of the week, give me Jalen Hurts, the senior from Oklahoma, six two, two 219 pounds, went absolutely bonkers in his first start for the Oklahoma Sooners, I'm posting a 20-for-23 20 line, 332 yards passing, Three passing touchdowns. He also ran 16 times for 176 yards and three touchdowns in their 49-31 win over Houston. It would be absolutely insane to see a third different quarterback come through Oklahoma and win the Heisman. But Jalen Hurts really put his name out there and really got the season off to a good start. Uh, I expect much more of the same. Lincoln Riley is a quarterback whisperer. He's gotten Baker Mayfield to do it. He's gotten Kyler Murray to do it, and it's not for a lack of talent. Jalen Hurts is a very talented player, and I would expect this to be kind of a a normal thing, obviously not as high on the rush potentially, but he's going to be efficient, and he's going to be effective. (laughs) At running back, I'd like to highlight uh, Christopher Brown, Jr. He's a sophomore for the University of California, 6'1", 230 pounds. Last week he ran 36 times for 197 yards and a touchdown. Uh, That's over 5.5 yards per carry average. This is so important because last year he only ran 37 total times for 148 yards and one touchdown. Without Brown and his 197 yards, toting the ball 36 times, I'm not sure if they beat UC Davis, whom they defeated 27-13. to So Christopher Brown being a sophomore is somebody I want to keep an eyeball on going forward as a potential uh, two-down back, maybe a goal-line guy to add to my dynasty rosters later. And at wide receiver, Jerry Judy, the junior, he is six foot one, one hundred ninety two pounds. Much of the same. Jerry Judy is my number one wide receiver in the twenty twenty class, but he ended up blowing up against Duke, going ten catches for one hundred thirty seven yards and a touchdown. They beat Duke forty two to three. Jerry Judy looked like a freak out there, making plays, catching the ball, making defenders miss, scoring a touchdown. Absolutely electric against Duke, and I expect that to be his normal production week in and week out. And he could seriously challenge to be a top ten pick in the real NFL draft. And the tight end I want to highlight is Giovanni Ritchie, a senior. He's six foot three, 240 pounds, plays for Western Michigan University. Last week in their 48-13 to 13 win over Monmouth, Ritchie had five catches for 97 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, yeah, they blew Monmouth out, but to see that line, five for almost 100 yards and two touchdowns is phenomenal for a tight end. I'll be keeping an eye on him going forward. There's no real track record to show that you have to go to a big school to be a big time tight end. So... If this is going to be normal production for Richie, he could be a valuable third or fourth round dynasty rookie pick uh, for a team that's going to use him in that move tight end role. And now the prospect of the week of the week. And the prospect of the week this week is Jordan Love, redshirt junior, uh, Utah State. He stands at six foot four, 220 pounds. He was the number 70 pro style quarterback in the 2016 class. Uh, Prior to his game last week, he had played in 25 games for a 60.7% completion percentage, thrown for 5,198 yards, with 40 touchdowns and 12 interceptions, and a career quarterback rating of 144.3. Last week, they lost to Wake Forest 38 to 35, but he threw, uh, completed 33 passes for 48 attempts, 416 passing yards, three touchdowns with three interceptions. Jordan Love is that small school quarterback that everybody's going to fall in love with this year Uh, he was second team all mountain west in 2018 he's wildly efficient Uh, last season he posted a passer efficiency rating of 158.3 which was good for 10th in the country his utah state aggies are also a good football team Um, last year they were 11 and 2 their only conference loss being to boise state Um, and because he plays at a small school there's going to be question marks about the competition level but in 2018 in his, more well, his games against more well-known programs like Michigan State, Brigham Young, and Boise State, he posted a line of 76 for 119, 847 yards, passing seven touchdowns and three interceptions. So that's almost a 64% pass completion uh, percentage. So he has shown he can do it against this bigger, more talented rosters. And so I'm excited to see what he can do going forward. Honestly, I've seen projections of him being a first-round pick. I don't think that's going to happen, but I think I can see a team like the Saints or New England, any of those teams who could use a quarterback of the future but still has that quarterback that's got a year or two left, so like a Drew Brees, Tom Brady type guy. I'm excited for Jordan Love. I'm excited to watch him play the rest of the season. I'm looking forward to what he can do. And That's all we got for today, folks. This will be the only show for the week. That's why I kind of moved it to Wednesday instead of Tuesday, and we're not going to have a Friday show. I'm traveling a little bit this week. We'll be back in a normal Tuesday-Friday schedule uh, next weekend. Really looking forward to getting to talk to you guys. We'll be doing a mailbag episode, and I'm trying to get some of the Twitter community on the podcast so we can just talk about some Dynasty subjects and topics that they want to talk about so we can we can all learn a little bit from each other. But that's all we got for now, guys. If you have any questions, feel free to talk to me on Twitter at FFBigCat. Enjoy the rest of your week. Fantasy football podcasts are more fun when they're specifically about your league, so check out our guys over at CPMC, featured on Creatorank.com. They offer a fully customizable podcast for your fantasy football league. They'll evaluate rosters, they'll give power rankings, do mock drafts, give out draft grades, and suggest trades, preview playoffs, and anything else your league needs. Find them on Twitter at CPMC and creatorank.com forward slash product forward slash CPMC.